I would love for you to stand as you are able. We stand to honor God. That's why we do this. And the scripture that we have today, I, I think, is a gift for us. It's from Jesus' first sermon during his three years of ministry. He's just talked about blessings, and we call them the Beatitudes. And in those circumstances that he's talking about, in the Beatitudes, the blessings don't sound like blessings. So he turns things on, on its ear. He changes it. He makes it new. And then he moves on to, to light. And maybe you've heard this, or maybe this is your very first time. Listen to what Jesus has to say about who you are. This could change, actually, everything about your life today. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So a few years ago, I went to undergrad, so I went to college in Carthage, which is a, a Lutheran school in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And it's beautiful. It's right on Lake Michigan. And actually, if you, half of the rooms are actually on the shore, so you'd hear the waves breaking. You could have the sunsets right from your dorm room. Beautiful. But during my junior year, this is going to date me. That's actually over 20 years ago. Now all the kids right here are like, he's old. I know. Over 40? Yes. And, of course, I was at the Edgewood. We do weekly worship with them every Wednesday. And when I, when I said that, they're like, only 20 years ago? You young whippersnapper. I'm like, whippersnapper? What does that mean? That's fun. So my junior year of college at Carthage, I was having a really rough time in that moment. And I was having a, a challenging time. It was a dark time. And I don't know what's going on with you today, but I'm guessing a few of you are in a dark time right now. It, it, maybe it's sunny outside, but for you right now or someone you love, you know it's not sunny. That was one of those times for me. And in that time, I don't know about you, but in those times, I spend time with God and I try to find places that inspire me or give me peace. And in this one, in, in that setting, I loved to go down to the beach. I mean, there was a certain place on Lake Michigan that just spoke to me. And so it was, it was the close of school and I went and it was not a beach like you would think, like with sand. It actually had large, flat rocks and big cracks around them. And so I picked my way along the rocks. The beach itself was probably as big as the whole sanctuary here, about as long. So I got, you know, so I crept my way, picked my way to about the middle. And I sat down on a big rock. And I remember, like, the waves were just crashing, just lapping against the rocks, and it was peaceful. There was no one around. I couldn't see anyone. And I looked up, and I, w I was hurting, so I was praying, and I... I was trying to listen to God. And the, sun, or the moon was full and it was just this big golden globe. And I remember I was desperate to hear God. I was desperate to see God. And I, and I know I've talked about moments that I, I think I've heard God. This wasn't one of those times, but I, I felt God was there. I knew I felt a warmth. I felt a presence. It was beautiful. And so in that moment, as I was looking up and feeling this, I just, I'm like, God is here. 
I'm not alone. Special moment in my life. And as I was sitting there, it got darker and darker, and I was praying and spending time with God. And all at once, like, I saw something out of the corner of my eye, and the hair started to, like, stand up on my neck. I had hair at the time. And, and it was there. And, I, and I, I looked out of the corner of my eye, and I kid you not, I want you to see what crawled out of the crack of a rock right next to me. Let's look at that. Yes. A giant crazy spider, and I felt like Frodo there. And I looked, I mean, I, I, okay, it, it might not have been like that. It might, might have been like that. So whatever, it was either a small purple little cute thing, or it was Shelob. I'm not sure it was between there, but it, it, was, it was big, it was black, it had long hairy legs, and I hate spiders. And so, I kid you not, I, I don't know how, but I, <laughs> I, I mean, white passers can't jump and, and bald ones can't either, but I somehow did. And I, I tried to levitate for a while and I couldn't. And in my, my most masculine, Dornfeld voice, I went, eek! You know, like you do. And uh, so I was creeping, and, and so the spider's there, it's huge, and I, and I have flip-flops on. I'm like, I want to crush this thing, but there's, there's, no, there's no way. And, uh, and then I looked. Remember, I'm in the middle of this. Somehow, between sunset and then darkness, not only had um, Charlotte shown up, that's a spider, Charlotte's web, okay, and, but apparently all her cousins and brothers and sisters had. <laughs> I, but I'm, I'm not kidding. As far as I could see, there were spiders, giant giant spiders on every rock. Now, if you have arachnophobia like your pastor does, that is not a good thing. And I didn't know, like, how... First of all, one scared me. And I had to somehow make my way back, somehow, to get back to my car. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. And remember, I just had this beautiful moment with God, right? One of the most shining moments I, I still can think of. But that moment was gone, because in the next moment... All I could focus on were these terrible things that had crept out of the darkness and I didn't know how to get back. I feel like there are times in our lives, I've had those, where I feel like the darkness has just surrounded me. Where it's, as the darkness has come, things start to creep and crawl and come out of the cracks. And, you know, my, my kiddos, Savea and Kieran, they're five and seven, I, I have to say, they're, at times, they're afraid of the dark. And there are times they're like, I'm like, can you go pick that up in your room? They're like, no, it's dark. And I'm like, it's going to be okay. But somehow their imaginations are saying something creepy and crawly is going to come out of, the, out of the dark. Their imaginations do that to them. And I'm here to tell you that sometimes, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it, sometimes I do the same thing. Sometimes I think I'm a little afraid of the dark. But it's not in the way of monsters coming out. I think in, in dark times, in, in my night times, especially in the middle of the night, it feels like those spiders come out. They come out of the cracks in my darkness. Those are the times that my imagination sets in, and sometimes it's like this. I, I, I meet some of you, and I call you the wrong name, and my imagination creeps in in the middle of the night and says, I, I, I can't believe I did that. 
I, I called them by the wrong name, and now, now maybe, maybe, they won't, maybe they won't accept me as much. And then, and then I feel guilty about that. And then there's the bigger spiders, the bigger ones that are, are darkness and creepy, and I'm like, okay, now I, I messed up. I messed up a few years ago, and now I have this huge shame that comes out, and I'm like, okay, well, we, can I get through that? Will, will God accept me? Sometimes I, I, I have expectations, and I'm like, life should be going like this. Life should look like this. And when it doesn't, in the dark times, in the nighttime, that's when those creepy, crawly things come out, and, I, and my expectations are different, and now it's not showing that, and, and now I feel terrible and afraid and anxious. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but some people come into my office and they have for other churches and even here and talked about relationships or health problems or they've talked about money issues. They've talked about fears for what's going on in the world and these things all feel really dark and they start to surround us and creep and crawl over us and when we start to focus on those, we start to miss what is the whole point of all of this. And it's, I think, what Jesus is telling people in his first sermon. He's talking to people who I think are in their darkness. People who have been, been swept up in things, and now he's, he reminds them, yep, there's darkness. There is. But he says something really powerful here, and I need you to hear this, because this is the way you can actually meander your way through the dark times yourself. Now, here's what Jesus says. He says, you are the light of the Wow, you are amazing Lutherans. I mean, most Lutherans, first of all, they don't know how to talk in church. Second of all, they don't know how to clap. I love it when our worship band, if they'll ask you to clap, people are like, or some people, some people are like, you are the light of the, so Jesus says that you aren't darkness. So if you have dark times, if you have things that are causing you to feel guilty, ashamed, afraid, anxious, if you are worried about what's happening tomorrow, the darkness is starting to creep on you. And in the darkness, remember, I think in those dark times, that's when the creepy things, the real dark things come out. Jesus says, you're not that. So if you're facing that today, if you've done something that causes you to feel like you're less than, if you are, have had something happen to you, Jesus says you are the light of the world. Your light. Now he says it's not just any light though. He's not saying we are like the ones that are just shining ourselves. No, this is a particular light that you bring into something. So he's saying this light is provided for us. So in dark, dark times, what do you do? You grab a you grab a flashlight. You grab your phone, probably, and you use that. I, I always put mine because I still don't find my light app, so I use Facebook because it's white. <laughs> that helps, right? And it fades off after five seconds. I'm like, oh! But that reminds me, like, our light, we, we grab something. It's not our own light, but we grab it, and Jesus says, I have the light. I'm going to provide it for you. But what happens? We grab God's light for a little bit, and just like in that shining moment I had, that presence of God, it's fleeting. The light comes to us. We are the light of the world, but then the darkness starts to creep in again. Our attention diverts to these other things that, that are hard and scary or make us feel ashamed or less than. And Jesus says, I have the light I'm going to provide for you. Come back to it again and again and again. And then he says, if you are the light of the then you are a city that's built on a hill. 
And that can't be hid. If you're the light of the world, it's shining everywhere. And he, it's a reminder that when you're lighting, he says, you don't put it under a basket. When you're trying to light the room, when you're trying to see things, when you're trying to get through the darkness, you don't just hide it, right? You've got to let that thing shine. And so the reminder is not only that you have a light that God has given you today in your darkness, but now God says, you have to shine because there are other people who are also facing such darkness and such fear. So how do we do that? Because I'm here to tell you that if you haven't faced dark times, which I'm guessing you have, you will. And maybe you're sitting in it now. So how do we do that? Because he says, I have a light that I'm going to give to you, and you are going to be the light of the world to carry this to everywhere, everywhere you go. So what can we do this? How can we do this? Well, first of all, we have to look at what this light is. So in several ways, God talks about this. And here's one of the ones in Scripture. And in one of the Psalms, this is so beautiful. I love it. Can you, can you see that, Phil? Oh, well, here's the light. Like, you want to carry that light, but here it is. How do you carry that light? Well, King David, who wrote most of the Psalms, these are songs to God. Remember, David is the one, as a teenager, he, like, he threw a stone at a giant and toppled him. This is the same guy. So he wrote all these songs, and one of them, he says, Your word is a, a lamp to my feet. God's truth. God's promise. The scripture we have in God's word, our, our Bible. David is saying, actually, when we read this, when we hear it proclaimed like in worship, when we, when we tell it to our kids, it's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So if you're finding yourself in the middle of a dark time yourself, if you're looking around you and your focus is on the things that seem to pop out and they're surrounding you right now, what King David reminds us is God's word is going to be a light for us to get out of those dark times. That's one way to do it. So why do we read scripture? Well, actually, to give us hope, to give us forgiveness, to give us love when we don't feel it. All those things are light in the dark times. And then, I don't know about you, but I can read scripture and I can hear it proclaimed by someone in a powerful way, and yet the dark times seem to creep. They seem to stretch and surround me still. And then, I see news and I see things of hate and I have Facebook friends that seem to be like judgmental and saying things that I don't agree with or I read, I read something in, in my, on my news feed that says like there's violence and abuse and things that are happening around the world and I feel the darkness all around me. And so I sometimes want to respond by also insults and launching things. That's my first inclination, like, oh, you're hurting me or you're, you're saying something that I don't agree with. Now I, I want to launch back ammo. But Jesus says you are the light of the world. So how do we spread light in those times, especially when we're feeling darkness? Well, Martin Luther King Jr., he had this about light. I love this. Darkness cannot drive out darkness, only Light can do that. And that reminds me, if you have the deepest, darkest time in your life, if it's a time where you feel like you can't even see the hand in front of your face, 
Like it's that dark. You're like, I know I have a hand here and it's waving, but I don't know how many fingers I have up right now. It's that dark. If you even have a little flickering candle, that darkness is dispelled, right? He says darkness cannot drive out darkness. It just builds it. So if you're throwing darkness with darkness, if you're throwing hate with hate, if you are saying an insult and trading it for another insult, if someone wounds you, you're going to wound them back. You are bringing darkness to darkness. We need to bring light, which is God's light, because you're the light of the world. So if you're feeling darkness today, I want you to hear this. Know God, our light of the world. He's shining for you. If you're feeling less than, if you're feeling not worthwhile, he loves you unconditionally. If you're feeling like you don't know which end is up, our God is here to say that I came down for you today. That's the light we're talking about. And now what we need to do is go out for others and we need to bring love and joy and light to them. So as we go on our way, I don't want you to go right now. Please don't. But as we go on our way after, after this, and I'd love for you to stay for the picnic and enjoy some time together. Um, but more than that, we want to enjoy fellowship and laughter and love. And maybe this is starting to stir in you like, okay, I know someone in my life that is facing a dark time. I know someone that it's just surrounded them. And right now, you can be light for them. That Jesus actually came and he says, I came to bring you my Holy Spirit which is going to shine through you. And in that way, you're going to shine to them that maybe this stirs in you. i got to give them a call right now. That person I have to sit with and maybe they're on your left or right, I'm going to go out with them after this. I'm going to say, you are so important. We need to reconnect. You are so vital that I need to say that you, I forgive you for what you did to me. You are so important. We haven't talked for a long time, but now I'm going to reach out to you. Maybe it means looking around you and seeing people for how God sees them. Light. Love. God's. Amen. Let us pray. God, thank you so much for these people. People that you are, you're saying you have loved so much that you have given us your light to share with everyone, to give your love, your grace for those around us. God, help us because it's so easy to fixate on the darkness around us, on the things that threaten to just make us afraid and fearful and anxious and ashamed. But God, you came to shine through those, to dispel that. And in that, we can bask in your glow, to bask in your love, and to know you are our God and we are yours. So thank you for your light. Thank you for your love. And help us to share that with everyone we know. And all God's people said, Amen.